Hello friends and welcome to episode 11 of InsureTech Talk by InsureTech LA. My name is Gilad Chai and in this episode I have the pleasure of talking with Brian Gabe. Brian is managing principal at CSAA Insurance Group, a AAA insurer. He focuses on implementing new technologies inside the company to make insurance simple, proactive and personal. I had the opportunity to listen to Brian's insights when he presenting on distinguished stages such as ITC, CES and South by Southwest over the past few years. Please join my conversation with Brian. Hi Brian, how are you doing my friend? I'm doing well. Wonderful, thank you very much for joining me today. So Thanks for having well, me. Ah, my pleasure. Where are you now? I am at home, probably uh, like like the rest of everyone these days. Um, I'm I'm here in uh, in in Walnut Creek, California, located in the San Francisco Bay Area, um, at my in my in my lovely home office. <laughs> this is well. We all have that little bit of a, of a home office, I would say, but you know this is what it is. I'm using this as a great excuse to put on a jacket and look almost official. And I do appreciate the fact that you have. A nice uh, dress shirt on you. I, Thank I, you. I, I put it on especially for you guys. <laughs> I love it. So it's been a while since we last met, and I think that was uh, most likely last year at ITC. But for the people who don't know you, please do me a favor and introduce yourself. Absolutely. And, and thanks for having me today. Um, you know, uh, my name is Brian Gabe, and I am. I, I am part of CSA Insurance Group. It's a AAA insurance company. Um, and uh, by, by way of introducing uh, the, the company, CSA Insurance Group, um, we branded the marketplace as AAA Insurance. Uh, we write in 23 states in Washington, D.C. Uh, from a size perspective, um, about, uh, about a $4 billion um, personal lines carrier, um, home, auto, and a, um, a new budding uh, commercial business. Um, my, my place within the, um, in the organization is I lead a small team called uh, Core Innovation. Um, I'm part of our, our broader innovation and then strategy and innovation organization um, uh, at, at CSA Insurance Group and uh, excited about digging in today. Yeah, so I think that at this point people understand beside the, you know, the logo in the beginning and, and all the graphics that we're going to talk about innovation within an insurance company and, you know, and something which we we are going to talk about, and it's not really the first question. It's more about, I saw part of my research for our conversation. I saw your um, presentation. I think it was in South by Southwest two, maybe three years ago. And you were referring to the previous CEO that set a goal to increase, basically to grow the company by $1 billion over five or 10 years. And when you think about AAA, you know, which is a little bit old school or a synonym for a side road assistance and maps, um, you need innovation to get that growth coming. Now, before we jump how to get that how to make it happen, um, can you explain a little bit on the structure of AAA, the clubs, uh, CSAA, etc.? Absolutely. So um, AAA is a, 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 a very well-established, um, uh, has a, has a long-standing great uh, reputation, great, great history. Um, you know, I, I'm, 
I'm, I'm amazed at, at, at whenever I run into somebody and say, you know, I, I work for uh, a part of a part of AAA. Um, everybody's got their own AAA story, and that's that's fantastic, right? Um, gosh, you saved me when I was on the side of the road, and, and uh, you know that, that that's a that's a great feeling. It it it, it gets me excited about kind of what I do and and, and the organization that I work for. So, um, uh, and it's your question though. Um, AAA is a big place, right? Um, nationally, as an organization, um, there are are over sixty uh, million members throughout the United States um, and in Canada. And um, within my kind of part of, of AAA, I work for CSA Insurance Group, um, and, and we're one of, of three AAA insurers, um, and we, like I mentioned kind of toward the beginning, we write primarily personal lines, auto and home, and uh, a, growing, a growing commercial business. Um, we branded the marketplace as AAA, so um, from, a, from a customer experience perspective, we're, we're all one entity. Um, there are a lot of different kind of AAA affiliates out there. So um, we have many clubs throughout the, the, the country, some very small clubs, some very large clubs. Um, and my kind of, uh, my company is rather unique in, in, the, in the broader AAA federation and that we specifically focus on, um, on the insurance. And we work through club partners. Um, we've got a number of them throughout, uh, great, great partners around the country um, who distribute um, our, 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 our personalized insurance products. So are they selling, are they agents or what mm -hmm. is it, when we talk about a club, what exactly is that? Is that yeah, so, so, yeah, so AAA clubs are, are, you know, it started off um, as, you know, this is, this is a situation where a um, hundred years ago, local jurisdictions, you know, it, it meant a great deal to have um, uh, local kind of jurisdictions, local uh, understandings of the, the, the territories, right? And the roads and, and whatnot. Um, and so clubs kind of organically grew and, and it changed and, and expanded. Um, and so we, we work with those clubs today. They, yes, they, they, those clubs are, um, have all of the insurance agents that, that, that sell our products along with, uh, along with other products. Um, and, um, and so we, we work very closely hand in hand with them on the distribution side of our products. But these guys are also the ones who, who work on, um, you know, who, who perform the services that AAA is so known for around roadside assistance, right? Um, when your car breaks down on the side of the road, who do you call? You call AAA and your local club will come take care of you. That's, that's the, and, and also, you know, travel and other, other AAA services. We, we talked about maps previously. Um, these are all kind of AAA um, branded services and kind of within that federation, the, the personalized insurance, the branded personalized insurance product um, within our territories, um, we, we support that. I love that because that brings, um, in uh, Rob Galbraith's book, he's, talk, he's telling the story, I think that's the beginning or the first chapter, he's talking about uh, the drive that he, that he did with his father and they're opening the map and everything. And, you know, today when you talk about maps, it's everything is Google map or, you know, you use ways to navigate. And then we think about, okay, what's the next generation? Because when you talk to me about maps, I'm thinking about baby boomers. So when you are thinking about how to serve the three other generations, um, X, Millennium, Z, and God knows what comes after that, uh, double Z, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, their mobility needs changed. What, how are you, you know, as part of innovation, how do you get the company ready for that? from new products and new partnerships? Yeah, that's a great question. There's probably a number of ways I can kind of ultimately take it, but 
I think I think you you touched on the concept of 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 this, and and it's really about thinking big, right? Because um, whether it's you know it's I think it's very easy for any organization, especially um, an insurance company, where um, changes are often incremental um, and and sometimes slower, right? If if I if we were yeah. working you know, if we were talking about the retail industry where, man, that's a fast-paced industry, right? Um, financial services more broadly, not just insurance, but financial services is not a fast-paced industry, right? Um, things are a little bit slower to, um, to adapt. There's larger hurdles. There's other, there's other factors such as regulatory constraints, um, whether it's whether you're in banking or insurance or, or any other kind of com component there um, that, that maybe some more traditionally fast-moving industries might not necessarily have. So, so that can be a bit of a hurdle, um, but, but that's not to say that there's not a great deal of opportunity, right? I think um, a lot of the folks probably um, who, who are, are listening in today are, 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 are part of that change, right? They're, whether they're insure tech or companies or whether they're kind of thinking about the next gen of uh, insurance products, um, we've seen a great deal of kind of movement within insurance. If you had said the word insure tech to us, uh, 10 years ago, people would have said, I'm sorry, what? Um, whereas now, it, it, it may not be a common word that anyone on the street necessarily knows, but if you're in the insurance industry or if you're in the financial service industry or if you're in the venture capital industry, this is a commonplace word, right? Mm -hmm. um, and and that's, a, that's an advancement that I think we've seen across the industry. Um, so happy to dive into an example because um, I think that's what you're getting at, but I figured I would kind of give you a little bit of a, of, of a broad thinking big kind of uh, comment up here at the beginning. Oh, listen, I'm just providing a stage here. You can take it into all kinds of directions. I can point you, hey, what are you guys creating a new product, say, for um, you're dealing with, you know, challenges of new mobility because it's not just to, you have a car or two cars and the kids have a car, but hey, the kids don't use cars anymore. You have, you know, the effect of less car, more expensive cars, safer cars, and of course, we can do the only Uber Lyft uh, conversation. So hey, I'm just, a, go ahead. You know. Absolutely. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example of something. Um, and this is, this is um, uh, you, 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 I think you touched on it um, a, a bit earlier, but the, um, a number of years ago, uh, call it 20, 2016 um, timeframe, um, you know, one of the things we were seeing was a, a significant uh, increase in the, uh, the, the use of, of, of transportation network companies or, or TNC companies, your Lyfts, your Ubers. Um, and, and, and we were also kind of thinking about um, some of the challenges in our business and how, how those two kind of things might, might come together. Um, and one of the, the topics that I like to kind of share often with um, insurance tech founders is, is start with kind of fundamental problems. And one of the problems that, that we observed within our business was around the, um, uh, around our claims processes and, and specifically around the, the, the rental car associated, right? If you get in an accident, every insurance company out there uh, if you have it as part of your policy, provides a, uh, a rental vehicle while your car is in the shop. But, you know, and, and, and we did, we, prior to this time, we had done a massive amount of work as an organization to make that process as seamless as possible, right? We really did. We, we, um, we worked alongside our, 
our rental car partners and our body shops to kind of to co-locate where we could. We worked, you know, we tried to work on hours, but, but at the end of the day, like, you know, there's always, there's, there's a lot of fringe cases, right? There's a lot of them because you've got a, your car has been damaged. Um, maybe it's drivable, maybe it's not, but you have to get to the rental car facility. You have to get your car to the, the body shop. Um, and, and while, you know, there are parts of that that, that you know, uh, an insurance company can take on, um, a lot of that is, is left to the, the consumer. And so to, to what extent we could say, all right, are there other choices for us? And, and that's where, um, you know, this kind of both, both the trend of kind of increased use of TNCs alongside um, real business problems um, kind of came together for us. And so we... Um, you know, we formed a, a strategic partnership with Lyft at this time um, and uh, began kind of piloting in a small geographic area what it would be like to offer Lyft credits as an alternative to traditional rental vehicles, right? Um, and we got some pretty, pretty fantastic results from it. Uh, we were surprised. Um, everything from, you know, the, the very expected kind of scenarios all the way down to some use cases that we didn't even think about. Like, um, I, I still remember speaking um, with, uh, with a policyholder who, who lives actually not, not terribly far from where I'm located here in the San Francisco Bay Area. And, and she, she described a scenario where, um, you know, her street requires you to have a sticker on your car to park there overnight. And, you know, rental cars just don't have that. So there's lots of these kind of fringe use cases that we didn't even think about when we sort of designed this, this opportunity. Um, but really kind of, Kind of came alive and and, um, and and became real for us and kind of really empathized with those customer problems if that makes sense if completely I love this example and I think that uh, with last conversation then I had with uh, Brian uh, Forchak and I hope I pronounce his name correctly mm-hmm. um, he also writes about it in his book and it's something that we talked about it and the main reason I love it it's such a that me was a hashtag uh, great customer journey which is not the customer journey it's actually the customer has a journey which is go to their office and now they don't have a car now the biggest problem it's like where the hell do i park the car yeah it, it, it's true and and there's there's a lot of fringe cases that you know oftentimes i think one of the things that i found to be most important when i'm thinking about kind of um like concept designs is mm-hmm. you know, starting with that customer problem and realizing that you're going to be wrong Right, accepting that fact up front, accepting the fact that the thing you're thinking about may, you know, the, the problem you're trying to solve and the solution you're trying to put forward, um, it's going to go through uh, an evolution of its own, right? And and what you come out of the process with might look quite different than what you went into the process with, um, because you're going to learn some things along the way, right? And that's just one example of of kind of um, something that didn't wasn't necessarily designed for, but but made a lot of sense. How do you grow or how do you help from an innovation start, you know, to help a company to grow from 5 billion to 6 billion or to 7 billion? Mm-hmm. Usually, you know, if you do the, the natural McKinsey stuff, oh, just increase your sales or introduce a new product. So nowadays you're entering commercial insurance. Or did I get it wrong? Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's right. Um, so, you know, and, and I... I um, I, I had the, the pleasure of kind of being involved in this in, in, in the beginning of, from, from, its, from its infancy. But, um, you know, if, if you think about um, the, 
um, you know, some of the trends that we're seeing across across mobility and, and frankly, you know, broader scale around, you know, sharing, um, automation, you know, the, 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 a number of the different kind of common trends that, that this audience is probably very familiar with. Um, but if you think about some of those and, and you follow those, those on down the line, you realize that people are using their automobiles in different ways than they were before, mm -hmm. right? So um, there, and, and frankly, the same can be said of, 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 of lots of kind of larger scale, more expensive assets, whether it's houses being, you know, Airbnb'd um, when, you know, when your, your, uh, your colleague was out of town, uh, he let you borrow his car, he might have put his house on Airbnb for the weekend, right? Or, or the assets are basically being shared or, or, um, or interacted with differently. And so, um, yeah, as part of um, our explicit strategy, um, our organization uh, stood up a, a, new, a new venture for us. And it was very exciting um, because this new venture specifically focuses on, um, on, on, new, mobility, um, on new mobility solutions. So um, it's, called, it's called Mobilitas um, Insurance and uh, excited to kind of have that off the ground now. Um, especially kind of fresh off of the example that, 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 that you, you were, I think you were teeing off and, and made some, some headlines recently around um, uh, being a part of being one of the insurers on uh, for, for, for Lyft as they're as in, in 11 states. So can you talk more about Mobilitas? Yeah. What's so Mobilitas, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 it's, it's for you. Yeah, so um, Mobilitas was kind of born out of the out of the um, out of the realization of kind of these these market trends that I I, I shared with you and and um, for us um, you know Mobilitas is really our step in the direction of saying we, we believe that these changes are occurring um, as an organization we believe our members are utilizing um, are utilizing mobility differently than they were before and how can we meet them where they where they're where they're going right sure. Um, and, 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 and our organization is still very much committed to, um, you know, to our, our, our core products. That's, that's, that's who we are, right? But in addition to that, uh, Mobilitas sets us up for kind of working with um, commercial entities um, and, and embedding ourselves into, into new technology products, um, some of which, uh, you know, we, 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 uh, I just shared around, like, like Lyft is a great example of that, right? Um, this is, you know, Lyft has been on their own journey um, uh, from from kind of day one, where um, they they had, you know, they're they're always trying to, you know, their, their business is constantly evolving. You need more drivers. You need more, yeah. You need more passengers. You need more drivers. You need more passengers. You you need to figure out your insurance relationship. You're going through an IPO. Like, I mean, that has got to be a crazy journey right there, right? Um, and 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 so we're excited to kind of now be part of that. And we, you know. I mentioned to you we're, we're part of that through kind of working with them as a partner um, and now as as a as an insurer and you know I know that the team the Mobilitas team is is excited about kind of um, working with 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 other companies in this respect so if there's anyone out there who's got um, um, who, who's kind of thinking about a new venture in the mobility space um, love to chat uh, and, and I know you know uh, encourage so, encourage that so how should people reach out to you um, 
well, uh, I, I imagine you can probably make my, I'm happy to make my contact information available through you um, to, yeah. to, to your, your, your group for sure. Um, and, uh, and, and I can certainly make the right connections um, here within the company if, uh, if it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think this is one of the interesting part of the, you know, when you have the title innovation, you become this gateway. And I'm sure that other folks that now are listening um, from other insurance companies or innovation just in general for other bigger companies, they know that they need to be the gateway. They need to help, you know, uh, be a, a river guide, you know, mm -hmm. to get to the right people. Otherwise, all that effort will just disappear up to a thin smoke. And it's, it's a lot of work, uh, most definitely. And I'm sure that with AAA, I, I, one of the slogans that I really liked is uh, from horseback to horsepower. So <laughs> it, I love that because it really ties innovation over so many years. I think you've been, a, a, <clears throat> I'm sorry, AAA has been around for what, 100 years, something like that? Uh, yeah, more, yeah. More. So going back to you, being that innovation, being that gateway, now what are the challenges that you're facing or even better, what makes you happy? Yeah, so I have, uh, I, 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 that's, a, that's a really great question. Um, and yeah, you know, at, at the end of the day, um, oftentimes I'm, I'm out in the external community um, working with insure tech startups or working with you know, established companies as well, but um, out in the kind of external world a lot, right? And, um, and so, you know, I will often come across startups that might make sense for us in, in our business and kind of, you know, oftentimes am that, that um, you know, uh, gateway into, into the organization for them. But I think also what's just as critical is, is understanding kind of what's going on within the company. Right. Mm -hmm. um, because I have a firm belief that, you know, you need to start with with real customer problems or real business problems um, as opposed to starting with with solutions. Um, and so, you know, I, I think about uh, oftentimes I'm, you know, uh, myself and, and my team are, are balancing, um, you know, working alongside the core on on initiatives that are critical to the organization. Um, you know, working within, you know, our existing, um, our existing product lines, and then balancing that with, with, um, you know, net new non-existent businesses uh, for CSAA. And so um, on, on, you know, when, when I, you know, one of the things that I, I try to do is, is stay abreast of, of all of my great partners, whether they're in, in our product organization, or our claims organization, our service organization, risk organization, all of the kind of parts that, that, that make up CSA Insurance Group, if I can stay close to them and what their challenges are, then I can keep that kind of in the back of my mind when I'm having conversations with, with external um, partners and, or potential partners. Um, and I can give you an example of that if it would be, uh, if it would be helpful, because I, I, I bet that's what you want, right? Please do. Always I always like examples. Yeah, it, it, it's always, it, it can make something more real. So, um, you know, so one of the, one of the, um, the, the companies that I'm, I'm always excited to, 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 to talk about um, and, and, and share with is, is an example um, working alongside Cape Analytics, who uh, I, I imagine a lot of the, the, you know, the listeners here are, 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 are familiar with, but, um, you know, had the opportunity to kind of begin working with Cape, goodness, uh, 
four or five years ago, um, when at the time they were working with a handful of companies, uh, or excuse me, a handful of counties uh, in, in, in Florida on whether a property has pool, a pool cover or not, right? And, and they were looking at, at geospatial imagery, whether it was from satellites or planes or various different sources to say, you know, is, is this, you know, does this property have a pool cover or not, right? And that was very valuable to um, insurers in Florida. Well, CSA doesn't write insurance in Florida, um, but I, I do know some of our business challenges um, from a, a from an aerial perspective, right? Like it, it, at the time, you know, one of the things that I was acutely aware of is that when we have policyholders who come and sit down and talk with our, any of our, our amazing agents, those agents ask a question, how old is your roof, right? And that, that question may seem like a simple one, but most of the time, or I, maybe most is probably uh, not the right word, a lot of the time, the answer is I don't know, right? The answer is I moved in and the roof was there. Um, the answer is it looks good to me. Um, there's, there's lots of kind of answers of like, you know, and it, it, it's not people trying to game the system. I mean, I'm certainly sure there is some of that, but it, it's just a genuine, like, I don't know. But yet that is a very important kind of underwriting criteria for uh, a certain segment, uh, you know, in, in certain, in, in windhale states or in areas where that's, that's, that's a critical piece of the underwriting. And so, you know, I kind of, you know, the, the, in that situation, recognize business problem, recognize kind of piece of, of technology that has implications on that business problem. Not right now, not directly, not at the time, right? But then kind of casually, you know, worked with them over a long period of time and was excited about them as an organization. Um, we're also, uh, I also like talking about them because we're, we're investors in Cape now. Uh, we weren't at the time, but uh, we're, we're, we're in, you know, CSAs uh, through our, our venture capital arm, um, uh, Avanta Ventures, is, is invested in Cape Analytics. And so, um, you know, that, that was, I think, a good example of kind of starting with a problem, right? Um, finding solutions that were related, not directly at the time, and then over time kind of embedding that in our business. And now, you know, now that's something that's, a, you know, at scale for us. I love the fact that you already answered a couple of my follow-up questions. <laughs> no, it's great. Sorry, I, 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 I feel your fire here. No. It's, you know, this is how it works because I don't want, I don't want to have the feeling that, oh, I have a list of questions and this is what is planned because usually it's just a conversation and sometimes, yes, I, I do my research and I'm trying to sort of funnel you to that direction, but hey man, you're doing great and we haven't <laughs> talked about coffee, alcohol, COVID or anything else that, uh, or other vices. But, All right. Uh, well, we set sort of a track about how you grow you know, a $5 billion company into $7 billion or even more. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. it, so if you are taking that direction and everything is about innovation, it can be innovation in new products, uh, distribution, whatever you can think out of the box or just, hey, let's increase the box. Um, you already touched and sort of the question will be, it's how do you build a healthy and good uh, innovation organization and culture? which you already started to touch all kinds of uh, points on that. So let me point to a different point that you mentioned way in the back, which is how do you make the decision and enable within that organization to do the decision about buy, build, or partner? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. 
um, and you had you had you kind of snuck a few in there. So maybe I can. Uh, uh, you, you know, I think one of the things that's absolutely required for an organization like mine, um, or at least I should say, I can't say it's necessarily required for every organization like mine, but but is is absolutely critical in, in my mind in terms of um, having a successful group focused on this is is buy-in, right? Um, buy-in across the organization, buy-in from senior leaders in the organization. I'm I'm very thankful to uh, have a you know have uh, our, our leadership team um, is is committed to this. Um, my my the the broad group that I am part of, uh, a strategy and innovation organization led by Debbie Brackeen, um, is only about three and a half years old now. I've been at the company for about seven, but um, you know, I think from from the beginning, and and by the way, I think that was you know our our efforts were even amplified when we um, got our our new CEO Tom Troy, who's um, who's really kind of um, who's really ramped things up for us, quite frankly. And it's been it's been um, a real uh, it's been it's been awesome to to have to have that support initially and have that support continued over. Uh, not three and a half years is not necessarily a long period of time, but it's it, in in an innovation life cycle. I think it is a long period of time. So. Um, I'm, I'm thank very, very fortunate, very thankful um, for that. The second part of your question was about kind of buy, build, partner. Um, and I think that that's a critical one often that gets overlooked. You know, I, I guess the, um, I, I think in, in other organizations may have, uh, you know, wild, very, very different perspectives on this. But from, from my perspective, um, the buy, build, partner question is an absolute critical one to ask very early on in a process because um, I think within a lot of organizations um, it, it, you can you can quickly jump to the build right you can quickly say great you want to do that let's build it um, and while that while, while oftentimes you know you love the spirit and you love like a team energized behind saying yeah we can definitely do that let's go um, pausing to do that kind of assessment, I think is absolutely critical, right? Um, because oftentimes new initiatives cost a great deal of money. Um, new initiatives cost a, a lot of resources. They require organizational commitment. They require, you know, a lot of things that um, the external world, and, and I, I don't know if I could say the same thing uh, in insurance 10 years ago, but nowadays um, there's a whole lot more focus on insurance than it, from, from an external, like outside um, perspective than there was before, right? I mentioned kind of the, the word insure tech would have been like, you know, somebody would have said, excuse me, uh, before, but nowadays this is, this is a common thing, right? So, um, so I think you're seeing a whole lot more partnering now, and you're certainly seeing some acquisitions as well. Um, and, uh, and, and I think that, that that question up front and that kind of analysis and that understanding of the outside community um, is very important and, and frankly I'm, I'm quite excited because oftentimes I get to be on, on some of the front lines of those uh, of those partnering um, discussions uh, given kind of an outside focus that I tend to tend to have. Now I don't know if you can answer you know about the involvement of Avanta as a strategic arm. Um, mm -hmm. How loosely or tight are you using them to invest in solutions that you're looking for? Absolutely. Um, so really excited to kind of work alongside um, our partners uh, at Avanta. Avanta is our, our venture capital uh, organization. 
Um, Sanjeev Freak uh, leads that leads that group for us. And um, in in I, I would say that that we kind of approach um, you know while oftentimes we're going after and kind of talking to similar folks. In fact, uh, maybe some of the folks who are, who are listening in today have have spoken with either the Avanta team or um, or our innovation group at, at CSAA. Um, we do try to work, you know, very closely with them. So oftentimes we'll, we'll, you know, it, it can work both ways. Either, you know, Cape Analytics is an example of a company where um, we partnered with them. We had a, we had commercial agreements with them. We had built things, to, you know, we we had done kind of a, a lot of, uh, you know, work with them together, um, and then ultimately made a decision to invest. Um, vice versa can also happen. We can invest in a company um, that we might not necessarily immediately see a, um, uh, an opportunity to work directly with the core business on. And then, you know, with, with the intention of, um, you know, as they mature, as we mature, as we grow, as they grow, um, there's opportunities down the line. And so I think it can work kind of both ways. Um, but I've, I'm excited by, uh, you know, having some have some great partners at Avanta because, you know, um, they're out there in the community, probably have talked to a lot of folks um, uh, that, are, that are listening in right now as well. Mm -hmm. How 2021 is going to look like? Yeah. Or yeah. what's your expectation or wishful thinking for 2021? Yeah. You know what? I think, I, I, I think that this year, I think a lot of things that were supposed to happen in 2020, um, are, are as a, from an external, like, um, InsureTech kind of ecosystem perspective, um, we, we saw, for example, we saw a lot of graduations in, in 2020, but mm -hmm. I think we would have seen even more graduations had we not been in this COVID world we're in right now, right? Um, whether it's some of the full stack carriers going IPOing or whether it's, um, you know, a number of acquisitions that we saw kind of by, by carriers for, for technologies that they, that they wanted. Um, I think that, you know, go back three or four years ago when a lot of these companies were started and, um, and had gained traction over a couple of years, 2020 was likely to be a year that there was a lot more activity. I think COVID put a, put a damper on that um, as it put a damper on, gosh, a lot of things. Um, you know, like eating out instead of, uh, but, but, uh, but, but it, it, I think that that will, I think we'll see a lot more kind of, of graduations, if you will, whether, you know, many ways you, one can graduate, they can, you know, you, you could, you can double down in school, you could go on, get a job, but, but in the same way for, for, for startups, right? There's many ways you can graduate. I think we'll see a lot more graduations this year. Um, internally at, at, at CSAA, um, you know, we, we're, we're on, uh, well, we were affectionately referred to as a mission to Mars. Um, and, and that's an exciting thing to be on because, you know, we're, we're thinking about the company and, and, and how we transform the organization and how we continue to grow and, and, um, and serve our members and, and build new, you know, we're not only kind of grow our core offerings, but expand into other areas. So I think all of those things are kind of things that get me excited about, um, about 2021. And, you know, not to mention the fact that I hope in 2021, I can leave my house more. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. So if we're talking about COVID, um, do you have any recommendation of, for a book or a movie or a series that you've been through recently? Um, so I, I, uh, I, I, you know, I found that, that 
you know, you'd think in, in COVID I would do more reading or have more casual time or, or whatnot. I don't know about you, but for some reason it's been the opposite for me. I have less. Um, and so, you know, I, uh, um, I've got, I've got two young kids, um, who are, are, who, who occupy most every second of the time that I'm not in this office right here. Um, but, uh, but I will say that, um, you know, you mentioned kind of, uh, TV shows and things that I've kind of like gotten into recently. Um, like many people, I think, uh, many, many people, I watched the Queen's Gambit recently mm -hmm. and really enjoyed that and have like restarted my interest in playing chess. And so my wife and I have been, um, having some fun with that because that's the only person I see. So I know how to play her. She knows how to play me. Um, but I'm excited about playing other people. So does that, uh, does that count as a 2020 kind of, uh, excitement? Most definitely. And uh, it's so <laughs> hilarious that you're the third person on this podcast that recommends the Queen's Gambit. Oh, really? <laughs> And I think that there was an article um, that in Google Trends or whatever, there was a spike of 30% on people who are looking for, to buy uh, chess uh, boards and online games. Yeah. 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 You know what? I, I got, I, I didn't own it. I didn't own a chess board before I watched that show and I got, and so we ordered one and I've uh, been playing it for a while. Now. Anyway, it's, you're right. I think it's um, the amount of like interest is just, uh, elevated for sure. It's amazing. The Netflix effect, it's real. It is. And it's fantastic. So beside that, any life hacks in terms mm. of COVID beside oh. the huge, huge battle of water? Oh, you, you, you mean, you mean this? <laughs> no, you know what? I, I was, I was, uh, thinking about this. Um, I, I, I can't not, not, not at all related to, uh, to, to COVID, but, just in terms of like, you know, it's getting to be, we're, we're, we're sitting here in December, we're going into, you know, winter, despite the fact that it's 70 degrees outside right here in the San Francisco Bay Area. I don't know what's going on right now. We're getting some amazing weather. Um, but, uh, but no, I, I'm, my, my, my life hack with regard to kind of like winter's uh, cold and flu season is to, uh, you know, uh, drink a lot of water, you know, aka this thing. Um, and uh, get as much sleep as you can. And that's one's easier said than done. They're both easier said than done. But uh, at the end of the day, I think those two things go, go a long way um, and, uh, and can, can help out. Uh, those are great life hacks or just things to live by. Fair enough. You know, I, I, I used to, I'm, I, I'm certainly behind my, my regular kind of like, you know, healthy habit routines. Um, but I, I try to get out and run as much as I can around the neighborhood. But uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm missing the outside world, no doubt. Brian, thank you very much for joining me today. It's been a pleasure. So much fun. Very much. Very much. Thank you so much.